0: Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On the Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning. Welcome to Monday with On the Pace here on Sky Sports Radio. Hope your week has started well. Hope there's some money in the TRB account after the weekend of racing. It's Michael Guerin here for the next half an hour to talk harness racing with you, courtesy of Harness Racing New South Wales and the big dances of the weekend were races you haven't heard of before. The Nutrien finals for the two year old boys and the pacing, for the girls and the pacing, and for the trotters are sales series races for the new harness racing sales company, Nutrien. And they had their first outing for these races at Group 1 level at Menangle on Saturday night. The winners, well, In the boys, it was first responder for Emma Stewart, taking her to 100 Group 1 training successes in Australia. In the trotters, it was the locomotive for Wayne Potter and Nathan Jack, who's joined us on the show the last two weeks. They bolted away with the Group 1 trotting final. But the girls' pacing final was more even, And Jess Tubbs got another Group 1 success, a young Victorian trainer, the partner of driver Greg Sugars. And Jess was spoken many times in the past, but never on the radio. Congratulations. Nice to have you with us on a Monday morning. That must have been a lovely thrill on Saturday night.
1: It sure was, Mick. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, The weather's just gone to absolute hell here at home, so I was very pleased to be able to excuse myself and come inside for a minute. So your timing Um, is perfect.
0: I'm glad Greg is outside doing the work while you're, uh, you're mm. working away. Let, let's talk about your career so far, because um, even though your name is on the stationery and, of course, you're from a famous harness racing family, your dad had Mel Park Major, your sister has driven Group 1 winners before, and Amy. Uh, I take it that you and Greg are basically a training partnership with him doing the driving and, of course, being a freelance driver, uh, but you're the one who's in charge of the training.
1: Yeah, that's right. We certainly do train together. Um, I don't know how anyone could do it truly on their own. Um, it's such a big effort, but, yeah, we seem to have worked out how to work well together, um, which I'm not sure either of us were quite expecting it to to go this well, but, um, yeah, for now it seems to be a good formula.
0: Now, Jish, you've worked in harness racing administration at Harness Racing Victoria, and, of course, you've always been around horses. As I said, your family are a horse family, When did the decision come to take that leap from doing other things in harness racing to putting most of your energies into becoming a full-time trainer?
1: Uh, Greg and I had spent a few years setting up the farm at Murniong where we are now and um, my plan was never really to move into the training. As you say, I was in administration and I was working at um, Melbourne Greyhounds at the time but after we lost Dad... um, Obviously, he we had the horses in his name, and he was helping us out, sort of being that steady influence at the farm, um, and then once we sadly lost him, there was a bit of a gap there, and um, I guess, in a way, I stepped into the training to try and have that, that closeness with Dad and maintain that connection, um, and it sort of just got bigger and bigger from there, and I tried balancing, um, yeah, work life and, and trainer life, but in the end to do the horses properly just needs 100 percent dedication so that's where we're at now
0: you mentioned jess that it got bigger how big has it got how many horses do you have on the property
1: we've got about 50 here um we're working 30 at the moment and um i wouldn't like to get any bigger than that i'd like to stay hands-on with each and every one so um yeah, between our broodmares and weanlings and yearlings and things, we've got quite a few horses here, but we're working around 30 at the moment.
0: It must be very satisfying to carry the family name on because it's not like you're working 30 horses and they're mucking around trying to get a win on a Tuesday afternoon. You've got something about Ali, who, of course, won the group one on Saturday night. You've got triple weight. You've got better eclipse. You've got some very serious horses. So for someone still very young to be a horse trainer, um, you're in a few of the big dancers.
1: Yeah, we've been so lucky, I think, um, you know, Dad and Amy and then Greg and his family laid the foundation for us to have some really great owners, um, so it's not like we were starting fresh trying to make friends in the industry, and so, um, yeah, we've, we've been super lucky, obviously Greg's a great driver, so that's a nice draw card for the stable, and um, yeah, we've been gifted some great opportunities with some lovely horses, because if you're not in those races you don't really get noticed and you've you've got to have it so that the success can snowball and we've been very fortunate in that way.
0: Gee you raised an interesting point talking about you know owners and the relationships with owners you've been at Harness Racing Victoria and Greyhounds Victoria so you probably had slightly more of a communications and even just a background in corporates than, than many horse trainers do How do you deal with the communication with owners because obviously in the gallops it tends to be very good. We know that people like the Wallers and the Kieran Mars send their updates and the video updates and the emails. But harness racing often seems to be a little bit behind that. What's your attitude to to talking to the owners? Is it still more over the phone or have you gone the modern approach with the videos or the social media or the emails?
1: Yeah, I think the industry is really starting to catch up. We um, we um have an app that we use, so our owners do receive um, automatic updates when their horses are nominated or racing. And with the results, and we send through videos and audio updates through the week so that they're kept well informed. Uh, it's so much easier, especially with the way of multiple ownerships and syndications um, rather than trying to talk to everyone, especially when we've got this many horses. Um, if it's a more serious issue, of course, we'll be on the phone, but... um so the general update week to week, it'll be um, yeah via an app that we use. And, yeah, it's a good way to keep all our owners up to date because it's um, it's not always the most profitable exercise and they've got to be enjoying it. So um, if they're not hearing what their horses are doing and, and they're not in the know, why would they bother? So that's our responsibility as trainers and we take it pretty seriously.
0: Well, the connections of something about Ally will be enjoying it because they won a $175,000 race on Saturday night. It wasn't without its setbacks. Now, I believe the horse, when they come north, they stay with Blake Fitzpatrick. And Blake was going to drive her, but he had a stable mishap last week, so you, you needed to find a driver. Um, you were lucky enough to find a very good one in Jack Trainer.
1: Yes, when we got the call from Lisa to say Blake had been injured and wasn't going to be able to take the reins, we thought, oh, no and um, Greg and I were quickly on the phone looking up who had um, runners in the race and, you know, who we might be able to get, so we had a chat with some of the owners and uh, settled on Jack, and I think we can agree he did a great job.
0: Let's talk about the filly, because often horses who win sales races, they they can be low-hanging fruit sometimes, it's impossible to work out what it all means this early in their careers, but she's ticked one box, I take it, the Vic Breed and the Breeders' Crown are other boxes. Is she the type of two-year-old filly who could work her way to those?
1: It's really hard to know. I can't see why she couldn't. Uh, just in the way she's improved so far, her her work at home is nothing to really write write about. Um, but she seems to lift when she goes to the racetrack, and um, she's a very energetic, <laughs> a bit ramb- a, r- a bit rambunctious at times, but. Um, yeah, she, she obviously showed in the prelude that she had the ability, and Blake was very confident with her with her work um, in the week after that, that she would be competitive in the final, and yeah, she, she turned out a really professional performance, so we were thrilled with her run, and um, yeah, hopefully the trip away helps her to mature. It can often really help the babies, just with that, um, you know, their manners, and being a little bit more sensible and well-seasoned. So hopefully that works for her and she continues to improve and can remain competitive throughout the season for her owners.
0: Jess, I've been interviewing harness racing trainers for over 30 years and that's the first time anybody's used the word rambunctious in an interview. So thank you. You're helping to raise the bar here. Poor Roy Roots Jr. is going to join us on the back of this and he'll have to come up with something else after that because that's a goodie. Um, Let's talk about the rest of the team. You've got two very good open class horses. One's a bit older than the other. Triple Eight is a good horse and he's been around for a while. I presume he's heading to an inter-dominion in Victoria and Better Eclipse is one of the emerging horses in Australia. Um, What's his plans? Because he's a little bit younger.
1: Yeah, both boys at this stage, uh, they're back in work. They had a bit of a break after their Queensland trip um, and they're back in work now. We'll start fast working again on the weekend and um, the, the short-term aim will be the Vic cut for both of them if they work up nicely. Triple um, Eight will more than likely uh, aim at it into Dominion. I know there was a little bit of chatter about a New Zealand Cup um, and better eclipse, we'll just see how he gets through the Vic Cup, whether we want to push him through the Inter-Dominion Series at this age or not, Um, it's a pretty tough series as you know, so we'll just see how the horse is going and let him tell us, obviously it's a great benefit that it's in Melbourne this year, Um, but yeah, we won't be looking to um, ask too much of him if he's not ready.
0: All right. I need to ask you about a couple of the men in your life, so Greg is your partner and he's one of the great drivers in Australia. When you're driving to the races with Greg, do you ever sort of suggest to him the best way to drive a horse, or is that just a bad idea?
1: No, that's a bad idea. He doesn't take critique or um, my suggestions <laughs> very well. I don't know why. I've driven in you know, a handful of trials now, so I'm not sure why he doesn't want my suggestions. But um, no, I leave that up to him, and I just um, put in a few snide comments after the race if I don't like how things pans out.
0: Yeah, I like to do that too. Um, The other thing too is is your dad was one of the great guys of harness racing, and I don't mean to tug on your emotional heartstrings talking about him, but we can't talk about what you and Amy have achieved without your dad. Alan Tubbs, of course, had wonderful horses. Everybody loved your dad. It must make you very proud on nights like Saturday night to, to know that he would be looking down and seeing what you and Greg are achieving and what Amy's achieved and think to himself... I've done a pretty good job with these girls.
1: Yes, it would be a glass of red wine in hand, I'm sure. Um, But no, look, you know, we we owe it all to Dad, really. Um, As much as I tried to avoid getting involved in the horses, it was always there drawing me back in in one way or the other. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm sure he would be so proud of what we've done here. He'd be telling us we're working too many horses, but um, that's not news to us, and we do know that, but... um, no, it's it's really rewarding for Greg and I to be able to um, have the success that we're having and know that so much of it is owed to not only my dad but Greg's dad as well because he's had the similar upbringing. Um, so yeah, a family connection is so important.
0: And um, no one gets on the show without the opportunity to tip us a winner. So you mentioned the big guns of the stable. Have you got anything racing in Victoria this week? We could potentially look at having a bet on or do you have something to put into our race tracker or put on a piece of paper on the fridge to look out for in coming weeks
1: well my most exciting proposition personally at the moment is I've got um, Upsize Me so the brother to Triple Eight has joined our stable Um, Um, that's going to be
0: an interesting exercise for you Jess because I've seen Upsize Me go and I presume around Victorian tracks you'll be wearing spreaders
1: (laughs) He's um, yeah, he's going to step out at the trials tomorrow, so um, that'll give us a bit of a guide. He's nowhere near ready for racing just yet, um, but that should give us a guide about um, what his gait's going to look like uh, on a track because our track at home is hills and a little bit non-conventional. Um, so yeah, he'll be heading to back uh, to back to Melton trials tomorrow, and um, yeah, we'll see how he goes. But um, I'm really excited to have him on the team. He's a lovely horse to work with and got a good eye on him so um, I'm hopeful
0: that he will be my um, replacement triple eight when um when you look at Saturday night and you've done this plenty of times in your life before and you see Emma stewart another victorian based female trainer who obviously works alongside her partner as well but you see her train her 100th group one winner Jess um, it must seem a long time from ago from when you were a younger girl you know, working with alongside your dad and and these female training moments were few and far between now between Amanda and Kate and Karen and everybody else and obviously yourself and your sister it just almost seems normal that we have this as it should but it must be I'm um, very aspirational to have someone like Emma floating around the bar knowing that she is the most feared trainer alongside of course Belinda McCarthy in Australia
1: Yeah, I'm very happy for their success when they're not uh, racing against us because we don't like to line up against them. Geez, they can train. Um, But yeah, no, I did send Emma a message congratulating her and she said, yeah, well done to you. You're you're well on your way as well. And I thought, oh geez, no, Um, that's quite a long way uh, off a hundred group ones for us. But you're right, it's just normal um, to have these female names represented so so well in the sport. And I think what's pleasing to see is that the respect that people have for um, us girls that are out there doing the hard yards, um, there always used to be a bit of a perception that perhaps it was just a name on the paper, but um, I think hopefully people are starting to understand that um, we're out there doing it and working our little bums off and um, getting the rewards. So even like Julie Douglas, she's amazing. People are always quick to... Chat about glenn um who's a good friend of mine but julie's out there working horses and then she goes and works night shift um which is just phenomenal i'm very much in bed early so it's nice to see that there's a bit of respect um starting to come in and um yeah hopefully it continues
0: Well, Jess, you're part of that, so congratulations to you. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us this morning. It was really educational, and thank you for using the word rambunctious on Sky Sports Radio. It's a new high for us here on the Harness Racing shows.
1: (laughs) No worries. I'll try and come up with another word for our
0: next chat. Okay. every time we're in a group one, we want a new word from you, Jess, and pass on our congratulations to Greg as well no worries thanks me bye Jess Tubbs outstanding young lady as you can hear there she's been in racing her whole life but not just in the training sides of things but gee that's brutal on poor Roy Roots Jr he's joining us from Newcastle now and there's absolutely no chance he's got a word like rambunctious Roy don't even try brother we'll just try and get a couple of winners and some information out of you because that's a pretty high bar to set hello Roy are you with us this morning mate
1: yeah, good morning, Mick. How are
0: you? Mate, I'm going well. We've just had a great interview with Jess Tubbs. We'll try and be more basic with you because we know that basically you're a guy who likes to train winners and enjoy life. Now, let's talk about the winners first. You went to Monangle on Saturday night, mate, and not only did you win the big pacing race for the free-for-allers, you also won earlier with Surfer's Delight. Must have been nice to hitch up the float to head home after Menangle on a Saturday night with two winners in the back.
2: Yeah, it was, Mickey's. He's... Um You know, they've both sort of been racing down there for a while now and, uh, you know, sort of uh, had a bit of racing under their belt. Just got a bit of luck the other night. You know, two really good drives um, from Robbie Morris and Jack Traynor. So, um, you know, that always helps. But, yeah, it's always good to come home with a couple of winners for sure.
0: Pitch Perfect won the main three-for-all for the night and beat two very informed horses in Ultra Orlando and Wainui Creek I've struggled to work him out the last year. Roy, has he had an issue or two somewhere, or has it been a case that he's ended up in such a strong grade he needs things to go right for him?
2: Yeah, I, I think a bit of both, Mickey. Um, you know, he, he's had a few feet issues uh, probably the last twelve months, and it uh, sort of took a little while um, to sort of pick up what was wrong with him. and And... You know, now we've sort of got on top of it. He's starting to sort of get back to what we know he can do. Um, you know, he he had a good run the other night, and um, he, he's been going quite well down there for the last few weeks. You know, even the week before, I think he got home twenty-five six at the end of twenty-three hundred meters. So, um, you know, he's he sort of um, he's been racing you know really well for a while. Just uh, you know, had a few issues, and I think early on Mickey he, he he might have got to that sort of Um, you know, I think when he went 49 down there and and sort of beat a, a, you know, M.O. field, and, you know, a week later, he was sort of racing cashmere flow, so, you know, it might have taken him a little while to adjust to that grade, but, um, you know, definitely had a few issues as well, but we seem to be sort of heading the right way with him now.
0: What does that open for you? Is he a horse who's going to stay predominantly in New South Wales, or like everybody, do you start thinking to yourself, okay... Are we an intermittent dominion chance here?
2: Oh, for sure. Look, I'd take him for sure. You know, he could get a run in of me. He, um, you know, he's been sort of racing in those sort of better horses for a while now, and um, you know, it just takes him a little while to adjust, I think, and just drive him quiet. And and um, you know, he, he's he's a sort of horse. He's just sort of lurking around there. He's always dangerous, especially if he gets a good run on the fence. And and um, yeah, I'd definitely take him. Um, you know, anywhere for a race uh, if, if you know if, if he was going to get a run for sure.
0: mate, your other stable star and a horse who's raced at the absolute highest level was the Black prince um we've seen him at the trials recently, so what's the plans for him?
2: uh he'll step out on Saturday night he's um he had a couple of trials now and and uh you know we just sort of got his hox injected after that and And, yeah, he's really good and I'm hoping that he can have a really good campaign this time in. So, um, you know, he's pretty forward and should run a really good race on Saturday night.
0: Okay, is he a horse again who you might hitch up the float and put the two of them back-to-back and and take them to those races together? Does it make it easier when you've got two horses who potentially, if you want to go to an interdominion, you can take together?
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah, for sure. He's, um, you know, definitely be taking him for... You know, everything's well, and, uh, yeah, look, he's uh, he's had a good break and, you know, went through the Inter-Dominion last year and, and um, you know, came out of it really well. So, um, you know, a good spell and a good 10 weeks off and came back and, um, you know, I'm well, really excited about him, so hopefully we can have a good start to his campaign on Saturday night.
0: What sort of horse is Surfer's Delight? Because he's only a four-year-old by Benner's Delight, which means he'll cop some racing. Um, he was good the other day, and and he's obviously a horse who you know is now an angle class. He's won the eight races, um, two of them in a row now. So, what's the aspirations or potential targets for a horse like him,
2: Mick? I really like him. He's, um, he, he's sort of just uh, he, he's a bit like the Black Prince was sort of early on. He um, you know he's got a real lot of high speed and and um, you know he just sort of was just sort of bit immature and. And, you know, Robbie's done a really good job with him, um, just sort of teaching him to race down there week in, week out and just sort of driving him quiet. And, and, um, you know, he's, he's got a real good turn of foot. So, um, I think the higher in grade that he gets, um, the better he'll go because, you know, they'll start running 150s and, and that sort of thing. And he's the sort of horse that loves following speed. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about what he can do later on.
0: Just a training philosophy question, Roy. Um, Obviously, you race a lot around the Newcastle region. You're not racing today, but they are. When you're training a horse to race at Newcastle, for example, at a decent meeting, a Friday night meeting, versus when you're taking them to Menangle, do you need to change anything about that?
2: Oh, I think for sure. I think um, different style of racing altogether, and... uh and yeah, you definitely gotta have them in sort of a different routine. Um you know, Menangle to Newcastle. So um, yeah, look I, I, I like I love the Menangle style of racing. I love just sort of getting horses into a nice sort of week to week routine, sort of three weeks on and then two weeks off and then back for another three weeks. So um, you know, it's just really sort of suits the way I train and and um sort of suits my horses, so and newcastle's a little bit sort of different years um sort of got to have them a little bit more tougher i suppose in the sense where they've got to be able to run flat out the whole way um sort of the way the racing is there now so um you know um yeah it's definitely a a different um i think a different style for both sort of tracks
0: you talk about friday nights at newcastle when marty major was successful again for you there look he's nine years old now and some people think the Art Majors can be a bit weak, but he's, uh, he's been anything but that. He's been racing for a long time. He's had 122 starts. You must love an old horse like him. I know he's only won one of 13 this season, only won two last season, but those horses who keep turning up to work every week, Roy, um, you've got to have some admiration for them.
2: Oh, absolutely, Mick. He's, um, you know, he's, he's another horse that was probably been out of form for a little while, and um, he had a few issues. Um, as well, you know, last preparation he had such a good prep um, sort of went from a 60 raider um, and then sort of was winning going 150 at Menangle. so, um, you know, he, he had a good um, you know, he's been a really good horse to us and and just the same thing, had a few little issues and um, we've just been able to get on top of him again and he seems to be sort of coming back into um, you know uh, what we know he can do so hopefully he can win another one at Menangle soon
0: Roy, the harness racing this afternoon is, is at Newcastle, your local track at 12.52, first on the card there. Now, what are you up to today? Are you Are going shopping or are you are playing golf or something? Because I know you've won three races in 24 hours on the weekend, but are you too big for Monday afternoons at Newcastle now? You haven't got any horses in.
2: No, no, we don't really have that. Um, we've sort of um, cut the team down a bit, I think, and, um, you know, um, you know, sort of Cherie works full-time and she's sort of uh, helps me a lot with the horses, so, um, you know, I sort of rely on her, having her around and, and um, yeah, we just sort of work around sort of 15 and sort of try and keep the number around there, just sort of horses good enough to race at Newcastle and in England, and, and that sort of suits us nice and, and um, yeah, we're just sort of poking along like that, mix, so we're pretty happy at the moment.
0: Well, you should be. 20% of the team won races in the space of 24 hours on Friday and Saturday, Roy. Have you got one on the team for people to look out for? Is there one floating around outside the three we've just mentioned who's going to pick up a race in the next couple of weeks? I've
2: probably got um, uh, a horse from New Zealand, the horse called Indusky. um, He's a Sky Major um, two-year-old. And uh, I really like him, Nick, so um, hopefully he can sort of do something for us in the next, probably won't start for the next three or four weeks, but um, yeah, I really like him, I think he's always to follow.
0: Roy, it's always good talking to you, mate, and uh, look, it's fantastic to know the Black Prince is back this week, as you said, you've got 15 in work, well, three of them won last weekend, so that's 20% of the team. And another part of the team, another 6% back this week with the Black Prince, mate. We're looking forward to seeing him and, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing whether they all get on the float and you get a trip down to Victoria to get down there and have a bit of fun during the Dominion's or the Victoria Cup.
2: that would be good, Mick. Appreciate it.
0: Roy Roots, Jr., always good to, uh, to talk to winners. And he won on Friday night with Marty Major. He won with Surfers Delight and... Pitch Perfect on Saturday, so he had a hell of a weekend there, and as you heard, he's only got 15 horses in work these days, so that's no small feat. We were going to try and get hold of Luke McCarthy today to um, give you an update on the likes of Expensive Ego and Spirit of St. Louis, doesn't matter, Luke's never too far away, he's probably working this morning. What we will do, because we have on the pace on Wednesday, Thursday, and winners on Friday, We'll try and find out where some of these horses are heading. We might even do that on the big show next Monday morning. I'm also trying to cajole, that's my word for the day, cajole the boss of Harness Racing New South Wales, John Dunnesey, to join us because he's announced he'll be stepping down some stage next year. He doesn't want to make any hoopla about it, but I don't think that's right. I think we need to have some hoopla and we need to talk to John about what he thinks the future is for harness racing in New South Wales. We did hear the comments there of Roy and also of Jess Tubbs from Victoria about their potential Inter-Dominion Raiders, just for those who haven't seen those markets, because there are so many markets open for the Gallops at the moment and lots of different things in different places. And... Of their horses, they are in the market. Better Eclipse for Jess is a $17 chance for the Interdominions. Now, the Interdominions begin on the 26th of November. Sounds a long way away, but I want you to be informed. Better Eclipse is in the market for those at $17. The final is at Melton on the 10th of December. Triple Eight is also in the market at $21. So Triple Eight in the market at 21 $21. Young Jess Tubbs and Greg Sugars, her partner, having two horses in the top 20 for the Dominion's. For horses like the Black Prince or Pitch Perfect, they'll need to start winning some more races shortly to work their way into the markets, but there's an awfully long way to go. Harness Racing today, as mentioned, we head to Newcastle. So, first on the card there, it's a big card, it's nine races today, is at 12.52. Tomorrow, the usual, Menangle, has another big card, ten races there, 12.37. So, an earlier start because of the ten races, 12.37 coming out of Menangle, and then tomorrow night we head to Young. So it's Young with a nice two-yard race on the tomorrow at 5.40. So those two basically dovetail into each other. The next time you'll hear from us on Sky Sports Radio about the harness racing is on Wednesday when we head to Bathurst. So Bathurst, Wednesday night, and we will try and find you some winners with some of the locals out of there at 10.30 on Wednesday. Between now and then, if you're having a bet, we wish you the best of luck. Bet responsibly. Very shortly, more racing information coming your way on Sky Sports Radio.